How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake, and I am joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? It's going good, and I'm joined by my co-host, as sometimes, Mango. How's it going tonight, Mango? Hello. It's raining, and I'm very tired. Yeah. But you know what? I'm not dead, <laughs> so it goes well. That's fair. That's fair. That's a pretty high... That's a pretty... I would say low bar to clear, though. You're like, I'm not dead, therefore, let's it's go. That's pretty good. That's the so- yeah. Was that the silver lining on It's Raining? Mm-hmm. But I'm not dead. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know. I like the rain, but it's kind of cold right now. I took yeah. the trash out in the rain, and it's like, I don't know. It's it's some. It's an early sad scene in a movie about a child who's going through like rough stuff in life <laughs> it's basically what it's like going out in that weather <laughs> yeah i had to take the dog out a little bit earlier uh, after she ate and anytime there's like a weather change outside of like static there's air and there's sun mm-hmm. uh she starts to get like outside zoomies and she like went into a stance and then started like running at the full length of the leash around me uh-huh. uh while still maintaining the stance. <laughs> That's really That's weird. Rain is good. I just have bad bones. So mm-hmm. uh, the bones hurt. Yeah. I still like, I should at some point like look up what that is because it seems, it sounds like the thing that would be like an old wives tale. You're just like, oh, oh, my joints are aching. It's probably, it's going to rain or something like that. Right. But like legitimately, it does impact a lot of people, so there has to be science behind it. Oh, there is. I forget what it's called. Barometric pressure. Barotrauma. The air pressure change. Yeah. You say barotrauma? <laughs> <Yeah>. It's basically. <laughs> Bone trauma. Air pressure changes in the body's like, I didn't like that. Hmm. So you get pain. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can confirm its existence as well. My mom had that hmm. a lot. I mean, I'm sure she still does. I just I hear about it less now. Yeah, I know. I know what exists. I still have this association with like, ah, you're a witch, <laughs> like a soothsayer <laughs> or something like that, right? I thought <laughs> you were gonna say old person. <laughs> I mean that too, but you don't have to be old. Um, good. I'm gonna opt out then. <laughs> there you go. I would yeah. like to be relatively youthful. Uh huh. Um, never gonna grow up Toys R Us kid I like how like the I have multiple grays in my beard and hair mm-hmm. uh, they're just usually like tucked away but I have one that's like predominantly just from my bottom of my chin like just straight out it's like hey uh-huh. motherfucker <laughs> what was the uh, the uh, long ago it's like someone discovered Spinjitzu or whatever it is that meme template I don't know if you guys are familiar with that no, no, okay. <laughs> it's very funny. You'll just have to take my word for it because I'm not going to be able to look it up fast enough. It's very funny, but um, usually the format is someone ended up in some situation that, like, maybe they shot water out of their nose or something like that, and it's just like they they look like they have the old traditional like Chinese sort of mustache, the sensei sort of like mustache. the wispy. Yeah, wispy yeah, mustache. Yeah. And it's just like, and then it just freezes frame and goes to long ago. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty great. I didn't give you guys a lot, but look it up. It's a good time. <laughs> um, 
I'll take your word for it. <laughs> if I remember, I'll post it later, and you guys will be like, "That's moderately entertaining at best." <laughs> it's gonna go. Huh. Uh huh. Um. Otherwise, what's going on? You guys playing any games? Uh, I've got Pomo Farm. If Pomo you count Farm. that as playing a game, sure, sell us on it. What is Pomo Farm? It's an idle game. And also a time management game. It's four ninety nine, and you have a farm, and you buy your seeds, you plant them, and then you do your set amount of focus time where you're working. And then you get a break for five minutes, and you can harvest your crops, plant new seeds, and expand your farm. Mm-hmm. That's focus time again. <laughs> I've played for 16 hours so far. Oh, dang. I've had it open. And like, uh, do you have to manage the idols or like, and like kind of like they're singing and debuts and like meeting with fans or. What? Ah, this is a joke. Dave's making a joke. This is I-D-O-L. He's talking about the idol farm. (laughs) Oh, no, this is tragically not (laughs) K-pop. Yeah. Which is a known manufacturer of the idol farm. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, <laughs> this yeah. is a different idol farm. I like the idea for that, though. Like, I've played some idol games or games that are, have idol esque attributes, um, and I'm I'm susceptible to this. You both know this about me that it's like I could get pulled into that type of game, but I'm just gonna use like cheat engine to speed it up, which kind of defeats the point. So the last um the last game i played was like an mmo simulator or something like that that was idle but i ran a lot of the game at 20 times speed oh, <laughs> like yeah. just you know letting the guy kill stuff and harvest stuff as fast as possible i only needed to make it let it go like one time overnight and i was done in a couple days like i went <laughs> through all of the content the stuff that usually is going to require people to like play for hundreds of hours or whatever uh-huh. and i regret zero percent of it because i got like the full game experience in this compacted, efficient amount of time. Um, I will be the third part of the triangle in that I don't understand either side of what you guys are saying. Really? I mean, I, I hear it. It's just, it, I'm not an idle game type person. I need active engagements. Otherwise, I'll just get distracted by something. Gotcha. I will say Pomo Farm is more time management, less game. It's basically, I'm setting a timer for myself and a set five-minute break. And in that five-minute break, I'm going to plant crops and harvest. And then I have like four minutes left to just stretch. Okay, so you use that as just like a setting fixed breaks in. Yeah. It kind of, people have talked about gamifying productivity breaks and mm-hmm. sessions and stuff like that and i guess this is taking it a step further and it's not just <laughs> you're literally turning it into a game right yeah and it's um, cute which is a cool idea um, yeah i've tried something not a game version but just like a oh you focus for like an hour and a half and then you're good for like half an hour to do something else mm-hmm. and i got i think i did it for like an hour and then it just fell apart yeah and having to focus for an hour no an hour and a half that sounds that sounds awful (laughs) that's way too long 
I have meetings like, that are that long. It's, <laughs> I think it's possible if you're stripped of all distractions. Because like when I was working in an office, don't let anybody hear this. To use this as justification. Um, but when I was in an office and I had absolutely no distractions, I couldn't really do fun stuff. It's just here's your work hmm. thing. It's you're very work minded about everything. Um, and the only breaks really like I need to pee or have lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you're outside of that, you're not really thinking about work so much. Whereas working from home, I definitely have to manage more of the I'm in work mode. I'm not in work mode type yeah. thing. But I appreciate the flexibility a lot more. But yeah, there are definitely times in meetings where I don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be like, oh, there's a new YouTube video by somebody. <laughs> I just have that like, queued up on the side. Yeah, no, I learned I can, in fact, focus for an hour and a half, but I need about 200 milligrams of caffeine to do it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, <laughs> I get a good 30 minutes and then I need to get up and like step away. And then I can come back. Uh, but if I have a butt ton of caffeine to where uh, I can just tunnel vision what I'm doing for the next nine hours, mm. I'm set. I may not drink any water in that time, but boy, howdy, am I going to get it done? Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah, I feel it's... like everybody should stretch more, myself included, because I never do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, I definitely classify as sedentary lifestyle, <laughs> like on all measures, right? It doesn't matter how lenient this is. This could be defined by people who want to explicitly skew the results and I would still end up under sedentary. So more stretch breaks is always good. Um, I do find like from the, the, the question of productivity and working like, I had the same issue like Dave was mentioning sometimes with with focus, especially kind of early in work from home. But like a lot of it comes down to like how you work, I guess. And do you have work in front of you? Because I've been so much more busy like the last several months. And so even on days where I'm like, doesn't feel like there's much going on. I could totally just like load up a video game or something like that, like play switch or something. Um that really doesn't materialize that much because I find someone will reach out to me or there's something else I can pick up. And so like staying busy is basically the cure (laughs) for getting distracted for me. Um, And if it's a distraction in this case, it's usually a distraction of something else I have to work on. Someone else is reaching out for something or whatever. Um, I need you to work on practicing uh, electric God wind fist. Oh my gosh. I, I did the one time. But it's very hard. Um, it's less hard now. The key is in the uh, the forward, down, down, forward input. You hit A at the same time that your brain is saying put in the down input. Not when your brain says you just put in the down forward input. You do it like one step ahead. Because like the joystick motion is faster than the tap. Anyways, hmm. that's the advice. Um, I read it online and then I tried it and I was like, huh, why does this work so much? <laughs> why do I not have as much coordination as I thought I had? <laughs> Is that part of uh, what you've been playing lately, Jake? Uh, no, I haven't played more Smash than usual. In fact, maybe even a little bit less or at least delayed. Um, I've been playing Bloodborne 
and uh, Nightingale, but a lot more Bloodborne, a lot more Bloodborne than Nightingale. I mean, I know Bloodborne. I think it's a good game. Uh... Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it it does hold up, and um, I will say, playing through it again, it's not as it's very obviously streamlined compared to a lot of Souls games, right? Like I, I say, I'm a Dark Souls two apologist. That game has so much content and so many bosses and just so much stuff. And Bloodborne is like, it's almost linear by comparison. It's not really, and it does have optional areas, but the checklist to do everything in the game is like not that long. It's like three pages or something. <laughs> um, so still good though. Now, what's this Nightingale thing? That people have been playing. Uh, so that one's just me. Uh, I, I, I offered Mango. I was like, hey, <laughs> you know, it's inexpensive. There's a little discount when the game came out. Are you sure you don't want to play with us? Um, but she declined. And I think it's kind of fair. Like, what was your rationale for not jumping aboard the Nightingale train? Um, I got a minute into the trailer and I got bored. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it looks cool, but there's nothing catching my interest and also mm-hmm. i recently played a survival crafting game which means i'm set for about four to six months on survival mm-hmm. crafting games and then i'm gonna want to play seven days to die see that's the thing like you do survival crafting for like maybe just like a week maybe two weeks and you're like i'm done forever and then <laughs> someone's like hey do you want to do that one survival crafting game that we all play together you're like yeah <laughs> it's just which one comes first at the right time because it could be Valheim too. Yeah. Valheim was good, but it's like once I play a survival crafting game, they're all different themes and like you craft different things, but it's like it's the same core. Mm-hmm. Like the core mechanics are going to be the same. You're building, mm-hmm. you're crafting, you're collecting, you're farming. And it's like, I just did that. I'm good. I don't want to do it anymore. I'm going to do something else. Yeah, it's it's the reason that like there was that huge surge in survival crafting is because there is this fundamental like itch to do survival crafting stuff, I think. But that need can be fulfilled. And once it is, nothing else in the genre even seems like appealing. Right. Yeah. Um, To that end, I actually played two survival crafting games prior to Nightingale, so I have a very clear mind to perceive <laughs> uh, to perceive how how it's it's coming along. And to be fair, I haven't put a lot of time into it, and we're playing just as a group, and we've only met once. Um, but uh, it seems like good. It's made by X Bioware devs, so there's a lot of dialogue. Um, there's a lot of like journal entries and stuff like that you can find and i'm i'll be honest i'm like yeah this is definitely bioware because i didn't read these for like mass effect i didn't read these for dragon age i'm not gonna read them for nightingale what's crazy is like for Baldur's gate 3 a game that i love they're like hey here's like a little thing that somebody wrote i'm like don't give two shits Uh and i did not read anything in that game it's like, it was like a quest related item. Yeah, if it was I know Mango shaking her head because she read every single thing. I read every single thing. I read every every little thing. Every but you letter. have the you have the advantage <laughs> of being more invested in the Forgotten Realms in general. So like, 
as they're talking about deities, as they're talking about heroes and stuff like that, you could be able to piece this together in ways that Dave maybe couldn't. Oh, well, I mean, I found Elminster's library. So once I found that, it's like, this has paid off for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um but yeah, uh, so I don't, I don't, I'm not comfortable giving like a final score to Nightingale. Um, it does seem like it does some, some, it has some cool ideas, but there are also some more sort of procedural, uh, random events and stuff like that that feel a little bit more MMO esque. And MMO is never like outside of group content. MMO is not like top shelf gameplay, right? Like they specifically made concessions when you're dealing with open world quests and MMOs and stuff like that that makes it less compelling than the best single player stuff. Um, and so it's okay in that aspect, but we'll see. I like the I like the whole like realm building with cards and stuff, but the game so far has been very constrained in what they actually let you do with cards. So we'll see what comes of it. I will say uh no other mmo will explicitly make it clear that you are definitely british yeah yeah and this isn't an mmo i should say it's just some of the parts are mmo-esque mm-hmm. um, but the character creator mango and i were looking at it and uh <laughs> the vibe we got was very much like uh you know how the character models look like in dishonored they're kind of like angular and elongated they're stretchy yeah, yeah, to... yeah, we hands. I got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm glad you know what that is, Dave. <laughs> um, that's kind of just how like a lot of the default character starting faces look. And we're like, we were trying to put our, we're probably trying to put a word to it, and we're like, okay, they're kind of like, uh, they're kind of like primitive man sort of facial structures and things like that, Neanderthal esque. And oh, okay, their teeth can be messed up and stuff. Oh, they're British. Okay, it's just British. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. Once once I saw the teeth, I was like, oh, okay, you're British. That makes sense. Got it. They're trying to colonize <laughs> and steal. The- yeah, yeah, yeah. I got. Yeah, you. <laughs> listen. You go to different realms and set up camp. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're British, all right. It's the most British. British thing I've ever seen. The so only thing they didn't steal was a uh, good food. <laughs> Uh-huh. And I have not been able to make good food yet. It's mostly just killing things and roasting meat, but that's fine. It's a survival game. You My say that, char- Dave. Oh, so I was going to go to the food in that you're acting like they didn't take over India, which has delicious but food. But here's the thing. That's mm. Indian food. It's not British cuisine. Right. Okay. I mean, depending on the food, you've got like the British made Indian cuisine. Which is still good because it's got Indian in it. But I've seen a British breakfast and it's so beige mm-hmm. and yeah. brown. The full English mm-hmm. breakfast is like, how much burnt stuff do you want? I feel like we're shitting on Britain now. We, we, we are, but I mean, they deserve it for this. Like, none of their food. And me. Like, if they have good food for their na- nation, for their nationality, stuff like that, like, they got to tell people about it because what it seems like is whenever people talk about british food it really seems like it's like the leftover parts from a cow after everything has been sold that should be sold like it's it's like always it's always like blood sausage or something like that you're like oh because there was no one else had a use for blood is that (laughs) is that what this is you wouldn't eat the tongue of a cow why not 
Yeah. It's like, and I'm, so, I'm good. Thanks, though. Yeah. The, I mean, the stuff that, like, sounds more appetizing to me, like fish and chips or something like that, it's not even really that British. It's just like, oh, okay, you have some French fries and fish. There you go. So French fries, French fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My 23 and me said that I am, I've got a lot of UK and Wales in there. So Wales mm. is not it's different. That's but fair. I'm in that general area as well. So I'm allowed to be mean to it. <laughs> I think a great grandmother of mine was, was um, from Wales also, actually. There you go. Welsh. <laughs> I don't know if she was actually Welsh. I almost said that, and then I was like, I don't know if she, I don't know if she she actually was Welsh. But there was a there was a castle. Everybody, if they go back far enough, they're related to some castle. And dude, I would Europe. love to fucking and get a castle in some distant inheritance type thing mm-hmm. oh by the way, you're actually the last living relative of this person, uh, uh-huh. and I guess you have this. It's like, like I don't know what to do with it, but that's cool. It's basically like a Nigerian prince scam. You're just getting yes. an email someday. It's just like <laughs> you're the last living. We've I can't believe I found you. <laughs> Please reach out to me so you can claim your castle. <laughs> <laughs> what would you guys do if you actually had like a decently sized castle? I'd live oh, in man. it. Probably. I mean, you could, you could try to live in it. <laughs> My brain, now that we're like homeowners, immediately goes to the logistical problems uh-huh. of trying to insulate a castle. <laughs> and like, it's not good. We probably don't insulate all the parts, you know? But the thing is, anything that you don't insulate is just going to be completely subject to rapidly changing temperatures depending on the time of the year, right? I would rent it out for events at affordable mm. prices. You oh want to get gosh, married? Yeah. Do you want to have like a vending event? There you go. Affordable prices. Enjoy my castle, sucker. I would sucker. love to have like a, a bachelor party type thing where it's like, oh yeah, we just have the castle for the night. Uh-huh. And you just have like a <laughs> a bender where like people are drinking. It's like, I'm going to go put on the armor and run at Johnny with this jousting stick. Uh-huh. I mean, obviously, <laughs> find a safety version of that. But yeah. it would be cool to have like that open of a space. Mm-hmm. That would be wanna... cool. I'm imagining now that you've described it, like, oh, you use this for parties and stuff. Mm-hmm. You just live like in the groundskeeper shack. <laughs> <laughs> you let other people use the castle. You rent it out. Or you fill it funny. all with uh, balls for mm-hmm. like a ball pit. Uh, a ball castle, mm-hmm. if you will. I think it'd be funny to have a land party in a castle. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> just put really long internet. Ethernet cable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, yeah. Plumbing and utilities and all of these concerns get really difficult when your walls are made of stone. <laughs> Basically, every single turret has like a wire going across it, whether it's an extension cable or an Ethernet cord. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Man, but I would love to host a party in a castle. That would be pretty cool. I think the the other factor is like I'm going to the m- mundane, 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 uh, downsides to owning a castle and stuff like that you're like oh utilities and how do you wire stuff and all this crap if you own a castle you're probably amongst the group of people who don't care about things that cost money right yes (laughs) you're probably doing okay if you own land let alone a property on that land Uh uh-huh 
Like there, there, it's possible to own land in the United States. It's what? uncommon to also own serfs, and that's what you get with a castle. So, oh, dude, I would, yeah, I would definitely want to. I'd have like a rotating cast of people from Fiverr, because, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, you know how DDD is brought in on like that throne that are like held up by Waddledees. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I would like do it all the time, a but it would be something. a nice option. <laughs> yeah. And all they got to do is they just they just give a portion of the grain that they harvest each year <laughs> to you. You know pay what me, would you be... can pay me back in basmati rice. Ooh, yeah. This is what you do. Um, if you have a castle and you've got a lot of land, you hire garden hermits. <laughs> it's literally you pay someone to live alone on your property. <laughs> That's it. I think in the past they I were... I need you to tend to these shrubs. Yeah, okay. Also, you can't have guests over. <laughs> I mm. looked up the Wikipedia article because I'm like, what were these guys called? They were garden hermits oh, or ornamental hermits. <laughs> what in the world? But they would be encouraged to remain permanently on site where they could be fed, cared for, and consulted for advice or viewed for entertainment. But this is modern age, so maybe we don't do the last part. But like, imagine yeah. you just pay someone to live on your property to be like a little old man in the woods. So what's shed. funny, I like that you mentioned the term ornamental hermit, because yeah. I think the intent is that they are helping the ornamentation, like with upkeep and stuff like that around the castle. But no. it really could just be that the person is the ornament, right? Yeah, no, they were there to be a part of the land. And mm. as the last bit of the sentence says viewed for entertainment they were an ornament to the land hmm. and uh it's so wild i don't think they took care of the land i think they just literally lived there <laughs> huh. it's an interesting idea i do think uh there's probably worse. Now, I'm not. I'm not an apologist for what it, this sounds like. Slavery. I'll just be honest. It sounds like you're paying a little bit of money to somebody who otherwise doesn't have much going on. But that's the thing. If I was going to be basically just a little addition to a castle plot or something like that, I would love to be perceived as helpful in some way, right? Or at least improving things. Hear me out, right? I feel like there's a good demographic that we could use for this. Theater kids. The Walmart greeters. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to be greeted when I go into a store. Fucking ever. Um, you don't even need to do it at a restaurant. Just like once I'm seated, I just need to interact with the server and like that's it. We also don't need bathroom attendants. But like mm. if you just have like it's like if you're giving somebody a tour of the grounds, mm. you're like, oh, and then uh, there's somebody who lives over there on your property. It's just uh-huh. like a, a little nice to have, you know? Right. You can always ask. You're like, okay, well, this is the hermit that I have. Like, oh, how many hermits do you have at your mm-hmm. studio apartment? <laughs> right. Oh, how, much, <laughs> how much do you pay your hermit to live here? How? Uh-huh. What, what warm meal did your you hermits? Uh-huh. No, they were they were literally paid to be there, and whoever like was paying them also fed them, took care of them, and basically they pets. would. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. I like, like the you had idea of a little pet, and they would do like little performances for people. So, no, no, if someone asked them, they're leprechauns. 
That's basically oh, what you're know. describing. They like they'll ask you for a boon or something in, in exchange for yeah. these tasks. I just like the idea of uh, somebody hitting like a large gong in the uh, the food hall, but it echoes out to the grounds, and then all the hermits kind of like shuffle in <laughs> for hermit dinner. I love no, it. that's entirely fair. I think it'd be great. We should bring it back. Bring it back. It's like how people used to pay artists, like, here's 10 years of room and board, mm. and we'll feed you. Uh-huh. Just just make something. Mm-hmm. I think we can do that for hermits. That was the original Patreon. Yeah, they, it really they was, just called though. them patrons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we should bring it back. So if anyone wants to give me 10 years worth of salary, mm-hmm. uh, I'm here. Mm-hmm. You know where to find me. I don't know if you need room and board, though. We do We do have a house. I don't have to know that. <laughs> unless you want to tell me, unless you're telling me that you would like to live somewhere <laughs> else for 10 years. She wants to get paid to live at her existing house. That's pretty good. I, yeah, I guess I kind of do that already, though. <laughs> <laughs> They still give us the money, and then we put that in the mortgage. Ah, okay. And then the money—it's less romantic, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. In the classical sense, there's less romanticism yeah. to ah. You paid me. I can use this towards debt. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, you could help out. You could like uh, be the easel, and you can hold the canvas. Mm, that's a pretty good deal. I'd so, tired. guess what I've been playing recently? What have you been playing um, recently? That was a guess. Um, Dota. I'm trying to remember what I yeah, see bit, pop up bit. on Steam. I can't remember. Uh, close. But I was going to say the Ollie Frog Toad Skater demo. Oh, yeah. I didn't Not see that pop that. up on Steam. So, <laughs> I would never have gotten it. cutesy frog skating game. And it's it's gonna come out at some point. It's gonna be completely novel, but it's cute. It's the new what kind of game Hawk. is it? A uh, skating game Hawk. like Tony Hawk. Okay, yeah, like Tony skateboarding, Hawk. doing tricks, doing flips. Uh, Frog set have radio. Tag mode. <laughs> Pop, shove it. Fifty-fifty mm-hmm. board slide, dark slide, Christair. Goofy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's also, uh, I've been playing Katamari Reroll as well. Yeah, that's the one I did see. I couldn't remember the name. And is it's, Reroll uh, <laughs> just remaster or something? No, it's the sequel. Hmm. So it's the second game. But it's been nice. Um, friend Landon uh, got it for me for Christmas, I think, and I, I just sat on it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, let me play some Katamari, and it's really good to go back to the complete insanity that is that game mm-hmm. um and it's just really fun to roll things up i yeah. also enjoy like the stacking sound bites of every single thing you can pick up has a sound effect right and they just play in succession and that they don't it's not like you picked up two people it's like oh the first person now gets cut out and right the, the next person will play no 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 they all keep playing <laughs> it all layers yeah um it's just a fun little game. Yeah. I have Katamari. I've, I've got to play it at some point. I'm, I've been keeping it pristine. Um, and by that, I mean it still has shrink wrap on it. 
but I will have to play it at some point. Did you get it for Switch? I think it was Switch. It was either Switch or PlayStation. Okay. Um, and maybe it's only released on one of those. So that would. I mean, historically, it's been um, PlayStation, but I only mentally remember that just because of the dual analogs at the same mm-hmm. point. Um, I also but yeah, want... anything that has two analog sticks, I think you can have a good time with it. Yeah. The uh, the talk about the the multiple audio layers actually reminds me of a little tech. This is this is a segment we call tech tidbits here for Soapstone, um, where we talk about arbitrary things. And across time, it's been a while since this was really the case, but in early computing, you could actually introduce lag to a game by having too much audio overlap. Like you could literally slow down a game by having too many sounds play. And that's just bonkers to think about. Because it would take up processing time? Just because, like, yeah, because it's like, okay, well, we were playing all of this audio and we have to context switch to, like, Mm -hmm. play each of these. Because, you know, you don't think about what your computer is doing when it's playing audio, but it still has to be switching to each uh, piece being like, okay, grab me the next part of the buffer for this sound, the next part of the buffer for this sound, the next part of the buffer for this sound. And it makes sense when you think about that for graphics. And you're like, okay, your, your graphics card is doing too many things at once. So the game is starting to slow down, right? Really cool shadows and water effects or physics or whatever. But like the same could be true of sound. It's a lot easier to do than modern graphics. But back in the day, it was a problem. So, okay. Yeah. This has been Tech Tidbits, a uh, new segment here of the, of the Soapstone. <laughs> sorry i saw that the dog had awoken uh-huh. uh in my back camera mm-hmm. but hopefully she's going to lay back down there you go okay. looks like it looks like it how's the dog treating you the dog's so mean to me <laughs> how are you treating the dog <laughs> oh i p- punches and kicks mainly oh, okay. uh kicks is easier because i don't have to bend down right mm-hmm. um more range uh it's been it's been good though I mean, I schedule-wise, I definitely find myself taking on. Like, I feel like a a young dog dad who like doesn't know what he's doing, but like I have to get up earlier to make sure I can take care of the dog stuff before work hours. Mm-hmm. Um, got to make sure the dog can go out to pee or just get some fresh air. Um, I got to pet the dog when she stares at me relentlessly. Right. That's mandatory. Um, and I've been in too many meetings, so I need to take a break. Mm-hmm. Um. yeah it's just weird how many extra considerations I'm having to add on to things that I wouldn't have thought about out of the blue right but at the same time it's nice because mm-hmm. like I'll make her dinner of right now it's mild diet of like rice and some stuff mm-hmm. Um. but as I prepare that then I'm like mm, this smells good and I pretend to eat it mm-hmm. Um. or if she doesn't want to eat something that's like good for her like I got like a little doggy toothbrush chewy uh-huh. like sniffed it and she's like no nah, not for me and i started like fake eating on it like uh, you would for a kid yeah like, oh eat uh-huh. your vegetables right and then she's like oh okay this is all right that's very it's just funny all these like little things <laughs> i'm doing just to make sure that one's happy uh-huh. um but I, I don't mind it really that much either mm-hmm. it's just like if she gets into some shit or if i need to run an errand or do something outside of the house i have to just account for her yeah which is 
I understand why people get cats uh, mm. for these reasons, but that's fair. I mean, it's I understand when people like baby their pets because they become part of your family and they're fucking cute. They're very cute, and they tend to not like. I'm I'm not a misanthrope, or I don't believe that I am. Like I I generally get on with people, um, but pets are like a special level of that, right? It's like there's never a situation where you're like. It's Thanksgiving dinner. You're talking about politics. I just really <laughs> wish you were here right now, right? <laughs> Dogs and cats don't do that. So there's, there's more of a inherent innocence there, even if it can, occasionally they do destroy your belongings, right? Yeah, it's the thing of... It's that weird balance of they will do some bad things, but I love them. Or they're so annoying or they're so messy, but I love them. Which is something mm-hmm. I always notice that whenever people describe their pets, uh, which is primarily cats, uh, for a lot of our friend group, um, was basically just that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, she is kind of stinky, but she's cute. Oh, she did destroy the blinds, but it's because she missed me. Um, mm. She got that anxiety. Yeah. Dogs don't have the concept of good and bad. This doesn't That's exist. True. They don't have morals. They have well, I think she knows when I'm upset good. with certain things. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There could be consequences, but they don't yeah. have the... Their yeah. good and bad equivalent would be what is the repercussion for my action, right? Yes. Yeah, it's well, it's mainly direct. did the person that I want to appease, mm-hmm. are they upset with me? How do I appease them? Right. Yeah. And, like, show them that, like, oops, don't be mad at me. Mm-hmm. And then you yeah. give them a tummy rub, and it's like, yay. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to get a tummy rub, because, like, if I raise my voice at all, I think she has some, I mean, beyond the anxiety, maybe some other stuff going on. Yeah. But she's the f- the first one to just, like, just crouch down and, like, go on her mm-hmm. belly. Like, I'm so, so sorry. Like, I'm I'm presenting myself as vulnerable Oh um, my gosh. And you are the alpha. I'm like, I'm not that mad at you. <laughs> Don't do it again, you know? Uh-huh. It's very funny. It's like the 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 real life equivalent would be like you're just slightly upset with a friend and they're like, I will fall on my sword, right? <laughs> <laughs> I offer my life to you. I will commit Sudoku. <laughs> yeah. Dogs are pure though. That's pretty good. Um, obviously, I mean, we have a cat and, uh, I'm kind of a, kind of a cat person, but I think it's impossible. Well, it's, it's not impossible to not be a dog person, but I'm deeply suspicious of anyone who is deeply suspicious of dogs. Um, like I appreciate being around dogs, right? Dogs are very, uh, enthusiastic in their affections mm-hmm. in a way that like some cats can be, but a lot of cats are not right. So if you're like, oh, I want to like play with my pet or whatever, right? Like, oh, I'll go I'll go pet the dog or the cat. The dog's just like, this is awesome. Like, this is <laughs> great. What we have going here is awesome. And the cat might be like, I accept this. Like, if you're lucky, right? Sometimes it's more than that, but different scales. Yeah, I like a little bit of that positive feedback because I'm somebody who is also a little bit anxiety based and i will get into my head of like am i doing something wrong do you hate Mm -hmm. this um (laughs) yeah 
That's fair. I had an entire phase. This is, I'm not trying to complete topic shift here. I had an entire phase of my life that was like that, where I was basically stuck in my head and like uh, introverted does not describe how incapable of dealing with people I was. And it's just, I feel like anybody who was a teenager at some point probably has that sort of experience of like, you can go back and be like, there was really just a situation where I completely overthought a situation instead of talking to the people around me and just retreated into the mental prison. Is that um, phase ever meant to end? Or? <laughs> Ideally, you take breaks from it sometimes. Oh, well. Maybe that's why I'm in therapy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the real key is just beyond podcasts, really. Like, it's it's pretty much the fix. No, Therapists so. won't tell you that. They want They just want your money. But that's true. Wait, are you saying examples. that podcasts are the fix? Yeah, yeah. Ah, okay. Be, being on podcasts specifically. Gotcha. Because listening to podcasts is just basically it, you're observing other people that have achieved that state of wellness. But in order to also achieve that state of wellness, you need to be on a podcast. So, sorry for everybody who is struggling, <laughs> who we haven't had on. But yeah. um, we're getting through you guys as rapidly as we can. <laughs> There's a bad service to the community. Uh huh. No, it, it's uh. Is it like is each podcast a different dose, and that's why I'm back? Am I yeah, yet? we usually we usually <laughs> try to like have people stop by for a checkup once a year or so, you know. Okay. Um, maybe a little bit sooner if other people have cancellations. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think like at least for me, for teenage years, there's just so much of that like, hey, this doesn't actually matter. Mm-hmm. But but mm-hmm. but no, like really, it yeah. does not matter. But it's so hard to get into that headspace because your world is so limited right and there's not like other things going on to kind of like put things in perspective or scale um you're like i really hope Susie likes me and if she doesn't my world is over i'm like mm-hmm. nah like you and Susie can still be friends or if maybe you don't ever want to be friends that's fine there's other people right it doesn't make or break your life yeah and just learning that took or you're still taking uh time yeah that's something i kind of remember of like when i was a teen and adults would always be like oh this is just a phase of your life you'll get over it you know this is like none of this is going to be as important as you think it is right now years from now and there's like there's two observations about that one is that can be completely true but it's also useless right because for an emotional teenager where your world is all of these things are so important to you telling you that they will not be so important to you in the future provides zero relief for the present right so like you got all these nothing but chemicals in my brain going on um yeah there's not some simple fix for that can i ask a prying question sure which the fact that you know what i'm asking means it's not going to jake uh, Wait, I, pry, what? I pry Jake open all the time. <laughs> I didn't know who you were talking to. I don't know if this was a crowd. Who me? You? You? Oh no! So you said you struggle with uh, social anxiety, right? Yeah, but all the time. 
I always think of you as a very social person because you stream and interact with a lot of people online. Yeah. This it's confuses safe. me too. So explain yourself. It's safe. I'm in my own room. I can turn the computer off whenever. And you can go nuclear and disappear off the face of the internet at any point. I'm not going to do that, but it is an out. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's I'm, not a healthy way to look at it, but it is a comforting thing. It's kind of interesting, though, because it is, it's almost entirely placebo, right? Like, how many times have you just ended your stream because you're like, ah, I'm out? Probably not uh, that many. A few times, definitely. At least yeah. earlier, because it's like, I actually cannot fathom being perceived. I tried it. I hate mm-hmm. it. Um, oops, gotta go. Bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, I mean, that could be – it's not like that doesn't exist in real life too, right? If you were amongst friends and you're like, hey, I'm just feeling a little bit overwhelmed right now. I'm going to peace out. You know, I got to do something else for a bit. It was fun hanging out, but I got to go or something like that. Yeah, sure, people might be like, well, that was like slightly odd. But no true friend would actually – like this is a no true Scotsman scenario. I understand it. But no true friend <laughs> would be like, uh-huh. um, oh, that's – freaking weird let's harass that person about it or you know get on their case see that's the beauty of social anxiety you just assume everyone's thinking that anyway so Mm. you're like i can't fathom drawing attention to it so you don't say anything Mm -hmm. and then you mask up aka you do little masking and you're like i'm doing great Hmm. and inside you're like i'm actively dying however i can't draw attention to that So you power through it. And then usually, sometimes, maybe like half the time, you're like, okay, this is fine. And then the other half, it's like, I need no one to talk to me for the next three days. Hmm. See, like I said, I'm in therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're going over it. It's great. Well, I will say... And this is for anybody who's a friend of mine, not just the two people in the podcast at the moment, but I'm somebody who is relatively dumb and I cannot, like I can pick up on social cues. I, I'm able to be out in the world, right? But for certain things, it's hard for me to know the exact level of how much do I push and pull mm, as far yeah. as that interaction. Yeah. Um so sometimes I just need people to tell me what's good for them. Mm-hmm. Like friend of the show and special guest Rachel, she's blunt. And I like that because she'll just say, hey, um, like I'll be hanging out with uh, her and Dice. And she's like, well, all right, this was fun. And like, <laughs> she's like, either we're going to leave or you're going to leave type thing. And I'm like, I don't take offense to that. It's just it's just establishing those boundaries. I'm like, cool. Now that I know that I will do my best to respect that. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it's as long as I have known people, I've known you guys for not going to do math. We grew up together. Yeah. yeah, We grew up together. And then mango showed up at some point and uh, Mm -hmm. married my man. (laughs) You didn't, you weren't fast enough. What can I say? I know I'm, I'm slow (laughs) on the draw. Again, I didn't know how he was feeling. I should have, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I can like I can visit you guys and hang out for like the afternoon and we'll laugh and cry and we'll grab food 
and bullshit. Cry. We're and usually I crying will... because we're really hummy. Our, 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 our tummy, our tum tums hurt because we're hungry. <laughs> Dude, yeah, hurt. it's. Uh... <laughs> or mine is afterwards because I've had Arby's or something weird. Uh-huh. Um, but like, I will leave that sandwich. situation and like drive home, and on mm. the way home, we'll have these thoughts of like, did I, did I fuck up at like points? Did uh-huh. I say something that I shouldn't have, or did I maybe not ask about something or follow up on something that I mm. uh, intended to, or like, and was am I being a good friend, or did I just like show up and waste your time? And again, it happens for everybody, right? Um, and I realize it's just thoughts, um, but it still happens every fucking time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to chime in, my experience for that is when I'm done with like a social engagement or something like that. Most of the time, have like an excellent time, right? Like I, it's there. If you have friends where being around them helps like recharge you a bit or helps you feel like it was a satisfying day, I should say, because like I'm still introverted, so like. It still takes energy to be around people. So recharge. If you always recharge around friends, then you're an extrovert. Like it's the definition, right? But um, anytime that that finishes, be it like a dinner or a visit to a friend's house or something like that, for me, it's like the Final Fantasy post battle theme plays, and it's just like da 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 da, and it's just like da 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 da, and it's because like we've accomplished this we went out of our way we engaged with people we hung out with the people we love um and it's not always the most comfortable thing to make that jump but we 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 got through it right it wasn't saying we got through it implies that it's a a a journey or like arduous in some way and that's not really true but like we did it right um well i mean it can be I mean, yeah, I because like I don't think right. <laughs> I don't hang out with people that it's a chore to be around, right? But I'm I'm saying like, not many people live next door to me, right? So if mm. I want to go and visit and spend time with somebody who's uh, out of city, out of state, I mm. will have to travel, mm. and I do not like traveling. So it is very easy for my brain to go like, I mean, you could call them on the phone or just uh, like, do you really want to drive there to hang out and then have to drive back at night? And I'm like, right. Yes. I just have to push through that uh, resistance in my mind. Mm-hmm. It says Oracle says you must push through the burning. So. Mm-hmm. Um, my doctor would say otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or eat less spicy food. Also an Oracle quote. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah it's it is what it is it's anxiety it can be yeah anxiety Um, and i have been besties since approximately kindergarten so we're in it for life mm -hmm. we're homies it's a real one (laughs) ride or die Uh i'm just imagining if all else fails i will have anxiety there's this uh uh edgy sort of take i think like dexter um is like what i'm thinking of i think he used the term like dark passenger dexter's dark passenger um and it's incredibly just edgelord nonsense well not like nonsense it could i don't know psychology so maybe that is the thing but 
it's just really edgy. It's a fictional show, just really edgy. It's very funny for me to think about it where it's just like, yeah, some people, their their secret is that they have these compulsions to murder people. And then other people, that, that, that dark presence that follows them throughout their entire life is just like, talking to people is hard. Right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> different, different, but equal. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they all kind of chalk up to like, your brain's dumb. Your brain's so dumb. It will tell you dumb things. Um, but it can also do math sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, but not after nine p.m. Mm-hmm. Once not it after hits nine eleven. No. But you can also <laughs> conceptualize and manifest art using your brain. That's true, which is crazy to me. And theoretically, I could learn to do that with my <laughs> dumb brain as well. But anyone can. Mm-hmm. It takes. It's, well, anyone can in the same way Bob Ross was like anyone can do this. Right? It's true. Listen, all you need to do is pick up pen, paper, paintbrush, get some paper, get a canvas, and then put some paint or pencil down, and bada bing, bada boom, you too can do it. Mm-hmm. If a five year old can do it, I think anyone can. I'm not with allowed within 50 yards of a canvas after the last time I touched one. So <laughs> <laughs> we still have those. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was just thinking about that when that was brought up, obviously, because anytime we talk about Bob Ross, um, mm-hmm. but I think one of the first times that we had you on, we also were talking about those exact paintings. So I'm glad that it's still, in our mental zeitgeist and it hasn't been like a forgotten thing mm-hmm. it oh, is, no, i'm gonna uh, be hanging those bad boys up yeah <laughs> I was gonna say, it's hard to forget it it's so visible there on our floor waiting to be hung up for the <laughs> uh-huh. last two years <laughs> yeah we'll get there no i understand like the the pile of stuff you're like i'm going to address this and sometimes uh-huh. i just move the pile to a different place i'm like Yes, I've I've done a good thing. Here. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's it's migrating towards where it needs to be. Like I've, it's... I have like a folding table of like, some of it's just things I want to have out, and other things are, hey, I I will get to this little project idea thing, and some of that stuff will now just go into a different thing in the closet, so I don't mm-hmm. have to be reminded constantly that I haven't done the thing. Yeah. Yeah. See, for me, it's I want to paint part of the room because we have our little little we call our family room mm-hmm. and it's like yeah i'd like to paint like the top half a different color and it's like okay well if i'm going to be painting i don't want to put a hole in the wall to hang up a painting because then i hang it up then i'm gonna have to take it back down then i'm gonna have to paint and it's like i'm just gonna leave it on the floor in a pile <laughs> and then then i'm gonna get to painting it and then I can hang it up. <laughs> so until that day comes, it's just going to be in a pile on the floor. Instead of hanging art, hear me out. Let's just get, bring viewfinders back mm. and then pull all the cool art in the viewfinder. And then if mm. guests come over, it's like, oh, would you like a tour of the apartment? And you just <laughs> hand it to them. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. This is a little preview. <laughs> Viewfinders were like there were those red toys with uh, the like latch thing you would pull right and it would go picture by picture. Yeah, it's basically how I think the old projectors uh, work, where basically you have like a reel of 
film which is going to the next photograph gotcha i never knew what those were called i made a educated guess but i also could be wrong because i have not seen one in like 20 years i see view master box set multi so it's probably I, that one but then another one does say viewfinder view finder. when i Here. think of viewfinder i think of a camera like uh-huh click, click. and i'm like it does look a lot that's... like the camera I think that's how the toy works. You look through it like you're looking through a camera. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the same thing as like like Dave was saying. The um, there's the there's budget VR that uh, was like just meant for portable phones, and it was I think it was cardboard VR. I think it was Google's cardboard VR or something like that. And you just like slide your phone in and then just like hold it right up against your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awful. Well, it sounds awful. But the thing was, as soon as your brain got over like the depth perception barrier, um, the actual image itself would be projecting depth. And I was like, I the first time I saw it was at the work office, I think with Dave. Um and someone had like brought it in and was letting us try it out. And I was just like, why does this work so well? <laughs> like, I realized I'm just staring at my phone, phone basically point blank. But it kind of worked. And I mean, like actual VR is a lot better. Do not get me wrong. But uh, perception is 90% of the problem. Do you remember fucking Nintendo Labo? No. I'm not familiar. I don't think this sounds familiar. I think that's when they had those like little cardboard attachments for things like do you want to play a racing game? Here's a little cardboard steering oh, wheel yeah, that you yeah. can fold out and put this. your Wiimote in. Mm-hmm. What about a fishing game? Here's a fishing rod. And they did it for like so many things. I don't know how well it did. I just remember thinking like cardboard, that's dumb. And then uh-huh. I never, never heard about it again. Yeah, it was, they had it for the Switch. Maybe they also had a version of it for the Wii, but the version that exists now is for the Switch. And it's very much like, you're just attaching little doodads to your controllers to make them slightly more ergonomic ergonomic for whatever you're trying to do. Like a fishing pole or uh, motorcycle handles or something like that. I will allow Ring Fit Adventure Ring Fit Adventure to sell me on the ring part of it. Mm-hmm. But that's it. Nothing else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a lot of this stuff, if you look it up, there's like just little cardboard bits that are completely non-functional. <laughs> and so it's very clear that they're just like, we're just here to make it look cool, I guess. <laughs> right? I don't know. Nothing sells cool like cardboard. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, it's at least cheap. It still looks okay, but I'm sure it's, I'm sure it, since it's Nintendo, it's probably expensive cardboard. But that's life. That's life. Just that cardboard. Mm-hmm. Cardboard, cardboard is love. From here on out. Cardboard is life. I do like cardboard. Um, cardboard simp. Mm-hmm. I'm a simp. Sniper Snip. monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Uh, I, we're coming towards the end of it, and I, there's there's more gaming news and stuff like that i figure i'll go into the next episode so stick around for that my my tongue is bleeding for some of the news i know like i know there's there have been developments for people who listen to this episode before the next one but that's okay 
Um, the one thing I was going to mention, though, was uh, I, I know Mango also watches him. There's a YouTube creator, uh, Flats, who does Overwatch content. And um, Winston, in particular, in Overwatch 2, has a projectile attack now. Um, so you can he, he still has the Tesla arc shot thing, but he can also just fire Tesla like blasts. And he was talking about how like tanks need to be very defensive now. And he's like, I'll tell you how you're supposed to play Winston this season. Sniper monkey. <laughs> and my brain was immediately like <laughs> He's a simp. <laughs> Winston yeah. kinda is a simp though, so Yeah. It checks out. Simp for peanut butter. Same, honestly. Yeah. Hard pass. Because <laughs> this uh, would literally the be the end for Dave. This is Dave's tap out option is going for <laughs> peanut butter. <laughs> have I ever given I it a real way if I can uh, <laughs> have That's one fair. face to treat on the way out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Better better not to. But thank you, Mango, for being a guest on this episode. Always a pleasure to have you on. Thanks for I was gonna say letting me be here, but I'm gonna say thanks for having me. Uh huh. Yeah, it's very <laughs> we're very exclusive here. Uh huh. Um, Thank you for letting me through the bouncers, mm-hmm. the VIP lounge. Uh huh. It was honestly just a series of successful stealth checks. We're still not sure exactly how you ended up in the lobby, but uh-huh. <laughs> the background check didn't come back yet. But we took it on, you know. Uh-huh. Word of a, a, a close acquaintance who vouched you want for weed? you. <laughs> no, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. As I like to say, if you do, if you just kind of walk through a place with confidence, be it real or fake confidence, people mm. won't question you. Yeah, they'll be like, they look like they know where they're going. Okay, and they won't stop you. Yeah, Mango yeah. just walked into the room with a clipboard, pointed at a couple ventilation ducts as <laughs> she moved through, and that's all it took. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but if you guys in the audience, yes, you uh, have ideas for future episodes or you want to put forth um, your offer to be a guest, uh, we have a very rigorous vetting process. Uh, you could do so, soapstonepodcast at gmail.com, or you could join the discussion on Facebook. We don't accept anyone there as a potential guest, though, so it's got to come through as an email. Facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast. And as always, We'll see you in the next one. Have a good Eldering DLC. Bye. (laughs) 